Hey, expats and travelers, welcome to this week's episode sponsored by WorldPost.io, the virtual mailbox service powered by Anytime Mailbox. We'll get to the features and benefits a little later. If you're interested in becoming an expat, whether you're moving to Portugal or another overseas location, I highly recommend you get your finances in order before you move. Yes, it's actually really important that you do it before you go. I know when we first got started, we did not do it that way. But if we knew John McNertney at Green Ocean Global, we would have gone to him as he's someone that is Lisbon-based and he is experienced with expat financial challenges. So he's a go-to person that we recommend. Right, he can help you with long-term investments, financial systems, and international taxes. And he's actually helped us and producer Dan has used him to explore what it would be like to move abroad and see if it would fit his family's current financial situation. I think what's great about him is that he gives you personalized plans. He will look into your unique situation and he'll help you out. And this is honestly what's super necessary because we get tax questions and finance questions on the YouTube channel and literally no background from the person that's asking us the question. So now we've started to point people to John. Right, because everyone is different and everyone has their own unique situation. So you need an expert to help you out. All right, so visit greenoceanglobal.net for contact information and further assistance. Check out the show notes below. Hello, and welcome, my emerging expat. You're tuned in to Let's Move to Portugal. I'm producer Dan, and I have the distinct honor of bringing you YouTube travelers and our resident Portugal experts, expats everywhere's Josh and Kaylee. Each week, they'll inspire, they'll educate, and they'll accompany you on your journey to Portuguese residency. This week on Let's Move to Portugal, join Josh and Kaylee as they step into the unique micro-state of San Marino, immersing themselves in its medieval castles, challenging parking adventures, and enticing discount shopping. Explore with them as they unravel the mysteries of this small yet captivating nation and ask themselves the all-important question, would they expect Hey, expats and travelers alike, welcome back to the Expats Everywhere Presents Let's Move to Portugal podcast. This is part of our series, a special edition series, where we have taken you on our travels through Italy and San Marino, and we're going to break down city by city what we think of the different places that we are going. Kaylee, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well. Feeling good about San Marino. Marino, yeah. yeah. That's, that's our chat today. You know, my my hero growing up was Dan Marino. <laughs> so I feel like San Marino is a good place to be. It, so like every time you say it or you hear it, is that what you think about is Dan Marino? I've stopped doing that now. Because <laughs> we've been saying it for so long. Yeah, but initially, initially I, I did feel that way. It's like between that and knowing that their football team, their national team is utter crap. Well, that's understandable. Well, I mean, though. now we know why. You know, they've got 35,000 people that live there. Like, how can you put together a a national team that can rival Portugal or Italy or Spain or you can't? Yeah, that, yeah, that's so true. Okay, so listener, we are in the northern part of Italy doing some of these, uh, you know. Well, technically, we're not even in the northern part of Italy. Well, now I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Let me get there. Doing these, you know, maybe lesser known or less popular locations. So we were in Turin and then Genoa, Parma, Bologna. 
Now we're in San Marino, which is technically not part of Italy. Correct. But it's, a, it's its own country. It's yeah. one of those micro nations that's just landlocked within the middle of a country. Yeah, Italy's got two, right? Vatican City and San Marino. Yeah, and I would definitely think that Vatican is the more well-known of the two. 100%. So uh, it's similar to that if you don't know about San Marino. So it's its own country landlocked in the northern part, northern-ish, middle northern of, uh, of Italy. Yeah. So, so in this episode, we're going to break down kind of what we've seen, what it's like possibly to visit, and also possibly to live. And then is there anything comparable in Portugal Ooh. to San Marino? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so let's chat about San Marino. Yeah. What do you got? Well, um, San Marino as a nation is deceptively small and big at the same time. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like in, in San Marino City, which is the the capital, it's not even the largest town, right? From what we read, it's the third largest town by population. But you go, basically you go up to the top of the mountain and it's this medieval, not, not even medieval, but it's this old town. Yeah, right? you, could, you could say kind of the medieval look, the way that like the the architecture is like yeah. how where you walk and the smaller little alleyways and the, the stone as far as the shops go it kind of reminds you of a place that you know if they didn't have the shops or in some of the locations where the shops aren't you could film a little bit of uh, like Game of Thrones or something or okay. any sort of like yeah. uh, movie or series that is set in a time where you need a castle for sure uh, or old looking roads yeah castles and forts yeah you yeah. could you could definitely shoot that up in the old town area yeah um, it's cute. Like it's, it, it's very hilly. So, uh, keep that in mind. Like you have to drive to get there. We'll get to driving in a second, but like, uh, walking around is not the easiest either because you've got like uneven, uh, ground. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just plopped on top of the top of a mountain. Yeah. Which the cool thing about that is the views are amazing. Right. You can see, you know, obviously into Italy, but like you can see so far on a clear day, which is really cool. Uh, but the old city is one of those places where you definitely have to visit and it, it lends itself a bit to tourism with the tax free, um, stuff. That's the, you know, we'll get to that. It's the whole country. Yes. Um, cause they have outlet malls and stuff too, yeah. or a really good outlet mall. But anyway, it lends itself to, to tourism being up there. It wouldn't be a place you'd want to live. There's a couple hotels up, up there. there up. Yeah. Up yeah. in that part. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if we're diverting to hotels and, and talking more about the tourism side of things, we decided not to actually stay, uh, let's say, rest our heads in San Marino. So we've just been making day trips here. And essentially, um, what we found is there weren't any good hotel options for the time that we wanted to travel. Um, but I think in general, there's not great like international hotel options. You don't have the big chains that are in San Marino. I don't know if that's like self-elected or those companies are like, yeah, no, not worth it. Not worth it. Although not they do draw a lot places. of tourism. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say that it isn't worth it because I mean, being here around Christmas time, mm -hmm. uh, well, let's just get to like parking, parking? for example. Yeah. You have to drive because it's uphill. Like it's at the top. So you have to drive up. Now, the good thing is, is they have laid it out where you have street parking, of course, 
But then there's lots of parking lots. Yeah. And they're really well marked. Yeah. And they put if they're red or green, depending on uh, if the they have fullness. spots. Yeah. Now, that's also deceiving because we did go into one that said it was green and there were no spots and there were about 10 cars just circling around with us trying to figure out, well, is think, there any anything yeah, available here? I think what happened there is a couple of the cars in front of us took the remaining spots. Maybe. Right? That, that must have been. Well, I don't know. Some of them had to leave too. But I don't know how those counters work. How it counts. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, So they have a lot of these really great parking lots. So they've set that up. Yep. Um, obviously, the more desirable ones are at the top so that you're not having to walk up. So we, that one, the one day we ended up at one that was a little lower, but they had that little like train that you could jump on. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's out. what I'll say about that is like, you're going to have to walk one way unless you take the train. Yes. What yes. I mean by that is if you park at the top and you tour the village, yeah, you're walking, you're walking down, down into it. So you have to like, walk So back then when up. you finish your tour, you got to walk, walk back up to your yeah, car that unless you take the train. That happened to you the one day you had to see it on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I thought Josh might pass out by the time we got to the very top. Ooh. We took, we yeah. took, you didn't, we didn't have to, but we took the fastest route, which was probably the steepest, right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't have yeah. to, but see, it was She was getting tired. Get, yeah, yeah. Trying to get back to the car. Um, but yes, okay, so you have to drive. Parking is, is available, but can be a little tricky. Yep. Uh, depending on when you go, it could either be free or you have to pay at the machine. It's affordable too. I mean, what was it? Yeah. Like two hours was just a couple of euros yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. But then they have that little train that's like the little city train that you see in a lot of European cities that drive Interestingly around. enough, with that, um, they said that it costs two fifty per adult round trip. Yet on the ticket itself, it said five. So I don't know if there was like a, a discount for the time for, of year. For the time of year, I what? I think it was only two. I think we just paid four. Oh, maybe it's two. That's yeah, right. It was that's two right. euro. Right. You're right. It was two. Yeah, because I got a euro back when I gave him five. Yeah, so Sia was yep. free, and then uh, it said five on it on the ticket. Yeah, I don't know why. So maybe they changed the prices or the time of year because there's a lot more people, you know, around Christmas, New Year's time, visiting there. Not throwing us a bone. I don't know because I think we would have ended up paying five if it was five, just because Valencia wanted to ride it. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to ride the train, and we thought, well, it's hard. I mean, with the stroller, it's hard anyway. So she was walking, and we thought, well, let's just get into, you know, instead of having walking from the parking lot into the middle of stuff, let's just let the train take us there. I so, saw some people pushing strollers, and they were miserable. Yeah, I and did I, too. And I saw, I saw like elderly people walking as well, and boy, it was slow. It was like, hard. Yeah. yeah. So keep they that had to in walk mind. very, very slowly because. There are spots that are quite steep. Now, there are comparable parts of um, Portugal like that. Some of the, where did we go that one time with uh, Amy and yes. G? Yes. So when we did that That was tour, in Alentejo. Yeah. And there was a cute little, like, it was like the same thing, kind of like a castle area. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so a couple of years ago when we had uh, Amy and G there from the UK, uh, they came to help with filming and producing when we did our three-month tour where we went all over Portugal to show a lot of different places to showcase the country about possible places to live. And we did go to where we had to drive because it was uphill, so that was really similar. Um, it was – you could stay up there. There were some, like, small little B&B places up there, older, um, a little harder to walk because of the stones – um, so it was a really nice area. So that would be a comparable place. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Although I will say, I believe that San Marino gets more tourism. Oh yeah, I would definitely think so. Um, but I'm just thinking 
the way it looked, the way it felt, uh, walkability, uh, the shops. Uh, the more shops in San Marino, but I think if we're comparing a place in in Portugal, it would be that. Yeah, it looks like it was Montserrat. I'm okay. I'm looking it up now, and it looks similar. Yeah, but I think that there are several of those types of towns actually in Portugal. Yes, I agree. That are uh, you know just the older style that they yeah, kept preserved. their charm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that castly type charm. Yeah. So that would be the comparison. So if you've been somewhere like that in Portugal, uh, and you enjoyed it, then San Marino. This part of the of San Marino could be a place that you'd want to visit. A unique yeah, place. Yeah, definitely. I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, San Marino is a place to visit. Yeah. Worldpost.io is powered by Anytime Mailbox, which means you can get your mail anytime, anywhere, even on your smartphone. And they really have competitive pricing with their lowest package starting at $5 per month. Here's a cool feature they have. WorldPost can relay things from the U.S. to Europe, so that includes documents, <laughs> Amazon purchases, Amazon from the purchases, US. <laughs> and you can get it to Portugal. And they have a variety of packages. Some include secure shredding, free junk mail filters, and things like that. I bet you love that junk mail filter. Oh, lots of junk mail! I sign up for a lot of newsletters. <laughs> She's not joking. So if you're interested in worldpost.io, you can visit the website or check the link in the show notes below. Okay, let's talk about Lusitana Dreams because what they're offering is really great. Yeah, it definitely is. And Dallas actually has grown Lusitano Dreams since we first met him. So he's really getting his process dialed in. The thing that I like about it is it removes the barrier and and choke point of the proof of accommodation because that's been one of the biggest things that the D7 and the D8 for the like the long-term people have had problems with, right? Yeah, it's definitely something that is really hard to lock yourself into sight unseen. But here you can have a legitimate contract. You can rest assured that it's going to be a soft landing because you're coming into a furnished place in a good location, in a livable location, until you can kind of get your bearings and figure out where you really want to live. And the cool thing about it is that they can start your lease when you arrive. So you're not like burning a few months of of cash essentially paying for an apartment or paying for a lease that you're not using. Yeah, that's one that's really hard to negotiate, trying to get a lease that starts when you want to arrive and not when you are actually applying. So the fact that they offer that as a service to where you're not, like you said, burning those months saves you a lot of money. Yep, Lusitano Dreams offers visa-friendly proof of accommodation. So that could be for the D7 visa or the D8 visa. And their properties include detached houses, apartments, room rentals as well in different locations like Lisbon, Cascais, Lule, and they're expanding too. So uh, soon to be Porto and quite possibly Silver Coast. Yeah, which is really exciting. So check out Lusitano Dreams for more information. We have a link in the show notes below. So there's more to it than just the old city as right. well. Yes. So let's talk about that because the old city is actually, it's the capital, right? Is that considered the capital? San Marino, San Marino? Yeah, that's, right? that's what I saw. But there are other cities, you know, air quote cities, yep. uh, towns, towns in the in the country yep. uh, that have things going on. It's all very close together. Again, you still you have to drive. We didn't get into the public transportation around San Marino, so we're not sure. Uh, I mean, there are probably buses around the the country we know that there's there was a bus to and from Ramini yep. if you wanted to do that Ramini's a coastal village co- coastal no coastal city um 
In Italy. In Italy. Rimini and San Marino share an airport. It's actually in Rimini. It's in Italy. But uh, they both have their names attached to it to service the city of Rimini and then also the country of San Marino. Because they're so close. So we know that there's transportation like that. But we're not quite sure within the country because we didn't use it because you need a car. So I'm assuming that not there's not much. I mean, there's probably a a local bus that goes around places. But I think everyone's got to have a car there, right? Yeah, I'm fairly certain I saw bus stops. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention to that, to be honest, because like you said, I think ultimately you need a car. You like have if, to. if you're considering living there, you need a car. You have to. If you're considering visiting there, I still you, think you need probably a car. need a car. Yeah. Unless you only want to explore the the old city. If you want to explore, you know, San Marino City, then you could probably just catch that bus from Romini. Yeah, you're good. That's true. If you just want to do that, but there is more to offer. So, so we went to those out that outlet mall. Yes, that was really nice. I thought it was super well done. Yes, the like, way it's laid out, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, a lot of great shops. They've got food options too. They've got this big play area for kids. I was gonna say maybe the one downside to the outlet setup is the lack of food options. Yeah, like there weren't. Many. There weren't you many. have yeah. options if you get hungry. But um, yeah, I don't yeah, think it wasn't a huge, great. a huge uh, area for food, but there were there were options. Um, the parking is really easy and the parking was free. Yep. Uh, that was great. A parking garage. Yeah. Because a lot of times you don't do, you don't get that unless maybe you buy something. Right? right. There are places where if you if you go in and you buy something, then you can get your parking comped. Yep. Uh, but if you don't. So that wasn't I mean, Josh bought something, so we would have been OK there. But um but it was really nice parking, a lot of parking. And, uh, oh, you know what I really liked? I mean, obviously, since it's Christmas time, they had a merry-go-round for kids that was free. free. Yeah. We've been paying, we've been paying <laughs> like, just leaking little Euro coins to these uh, merry-go-rounds. Uh, really, yeah, ever, since, ever since last year when Sia finally started doing merry-go-rounds. Like, it, Christmas last year, Christmas yep. this year, um, just throwing she loves them. Always. I mean, what what kid doesn't? So uh, yeah, every city. So you know, we we were kind of winding around this outlet, heading back towards the where we had parked the car <laughs> area, and we were like, we saw it in the distance. We we're like, uh oh. Oh no. So we were like, ah, should we? Because we could have turned around and like horseshoed around the whole thing yeah. to avoid it. But also, we wanted to see the rest of it too, right? The rest of the actual outlet. Also, we're like, okay, yep. we'll do it. So so of course she spotted it. Oh, can I go? Can I go? I said, okay. And we, as we were walking up, I was like, there's no way I'm paying more than three euros for this. <laughs> for this one. Yeah. Because yeah. also, too, it wasn't like the most elaborate one. No. Uh, it looked it looked it older. It looked like when I was uh, on there with Sia. So depending on what she chooses to ride will depend on if I need to be there. So if it's yeah. just the, if it's the typical horse, then I have to stand <laughs> there just in case. But sometimes we did one where it was like a an elephant and the elephant had like what kind of not a cage on top of it, but yeah. what looked like, you know, like she was like could sit down in there and yeah. uh, or if she chooses something where you can sit. Yeah, that's locked in a bit. Then it's OK. But this was the horse. So so I, I was on that one with her. Um, but yeah, we get a little closer and it says that rides are free. It said it in English and uh, in Italian, right? They in speak Italian, Italian in yeah, San Marino, yeah. but it's kind of a little different. Yeah, the dialect sounds different. Like I, I noticed that obviously my Italian's not great, but I have, some, good, I have some exposure to Italian. And it it sounded different when I when I heard uh, San Marines. Is that what they're called? San Marines? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. When they were speaking. 
San Marines. I can't remember. Those from um, San Marino. Those from San Marino. <laughs> the inhabitants of San Marino. Yeah. So when I heard them speaking to each other or asking me questions at first before they realized that I'm an, an English speaker, um, yeah, it sounded different. Yeah. So they had it in both Italian and in English. Yep. Um, everyone seemed to speak English that we came across yeah, in the service industry and in shops. Um, geez, yeah. I'm trying to think like every, every encounter. Into, we didn't run into a single any, incident where there was a language barrier. And even like um, we went to a, a wine place uh, one day and the, the man was older. Yeah. To, they say he was in his know, 60s. Late 60s, maybe 70s, 70s. and he spoke English. Yeah. So that's something that's a little less common in Portugal is the older population. It's hit or miss. Some do. Uh, You know, some, uh, especially if they're in the service industry, like a server. But uh, But here's what I think it is. I think that that San Marino, and these were some of the conversations I had with people that were working there. San Marino's economy is so based on tourism that, that everyone just is is used to it. I think that there are a lot of non-native English-speaking tourists that speak English when they go there. You yeah, know. sure. I mean, I saw plenty of Asians that were there and they were speaking English to the store clerks and whatnot. Right. Like when I when I popped into the uh, the North Face store at the, the Outlet Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the common language now, right? Yeah. Um. So so that makes sense. So yeah. Uh, which well, is which then, is another reason why, like, when we do our videos and you get into the comment section and people are upset that we have asked a question to an interviewee, like, "Hey, what are the English levels like?" And people get upset, and it's like, "You're in Portugal, you should speak Portuguese," or "You're in blah blah blah, you should speak their language," and it's like that's not the point of the question. The point of the question is to see how easy it is for a bunch of other nationalities uh, that know English. Because, like, you can't expect, uh, you know, someone in San Marino or Portugal to know Japanese, German, Chinese, South Korean. um, I mean, you name it, right? Yeah, it's English is the common language. So we're not asking because we are native English speakers and everyone should adapt to that. But it is like... If you don't speak the language of the country you're in, yeah. the, next the next language is going to be English. So it's like same for us. Like when we're when we're here in Italy, I don't speak. You know, we talked about this on an earlier podcast. I don't speak any Italian. You know, yeah. um, so what am I going to go with? English, right? I mean, uh, I'm not going to go with Portuguese, right? Uh, you Which know? is funny because it would, it seems like it would be easier. If Italians knew also knew Spanish and Portuguese, right? Yeah. But it covers a broader group of people if they know English. Right. And I did notice, um, let's see, at our hotel in Bologna, uh, I noticed... Little flags on the name tags? Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. But when um, in the lobby, yeah. they had this, this, what's called an ape, right? The uh, yes. That little... Mm-hmm. Car? Ape I don't car. know. Like yeah. not like the animal, but like it, see, I call it a motorcycle, but it's like a motorcycle, but like it's enclosed, right? Yes. I mean, you have to look it up to see what it is. Um, but you could play in it, and so see, it was always in there, so I would be standing next to it. They've converted this thing into their reception desk. Yeah, the back part is, and, so you can get in the front. And in part. the cab, yeah, uh, you know, kids or adults can jump in yeah, there. Yeah, I saw both. <laughs> take a picture. 
Uh, anyway, so I was there and I did notice like the lady there, um, someone came in and was speaking uh, Spanish to the receptionist. Sure. And then we had the encounter with the Brazilians. So we yep. heard the Portuguese. So yep. it's it's always um, so but the, interesting. But they were speaking English to the receptionist. Oh, okay. Were they? Yeah. So it's always interesting to me, though, like those who work in the hotel industry, especially like the the front desk, right? Those yeah. the most. At how, many, how many languages they speak? Amazing. It's crazy. Awesome. And they just switch back and forth because the lady was speaking English to me and then she was speaking Spanish with that lady. And she's clearly Italian, uh, you know, so it's like, wow, I mean, you have those three under your belt, probably more. What makes her clearly Italian? Like, what was it a look? Was it a what was it? I, well, I also heard her speaking Italian with her colleagues, with with the other receptionist. Is because the fluency or what? I don't know. It's just like she's Italian. <laughs> I, maybe not. I don't like, know. was she holding this, uh, you know, a bowl of bolognese? <laughs> an Italian flag. Is <laughs> yeah. she wearing an Italy jersey? I, well, okay. Maybe she isn't clearly Italian, but she spoke <laughs> Italian. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. So back to San Marino. Um, the people were nice. I found the people to be really nice, whether it be in the old city or in the little towns we went to. Because we did, we did stop at several towns and... We had meals there. Um, the meals were, I think, significantly cheaper than the old city, but also they were significantly cheaper than in Italy. Yeah. Like we, is that due due to their tax? Does is that does the tax thing cover food as well? Because they have uh, it's tax like a tax free zone, the same way that like Andorra is. So when you shop, you the country does not charge you taxes. Does the same happen for food? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I didn't notice. But, 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 but yeah, I mean, like we're talking about several euros per plate cheaper than the, a comparable meal uh, in Rimini or even in the city. Yeah. Like in the city of San Marino. Now, what about that, that term loosely? <laughs> in the city. Now, what about compared to different parts of portugal yeah i would say it's it's pretty similar i mean i guess the difference is is like you're eating italian food versus eating portuguese food right so like in that regard if you go out for pizza in portugal you're going to be paying like international cuisine prices which are several euros anywhere between two and, and maybe five max ten per dish more than what you would pay for a portuguese dish like at that style of restaurant, at that yeah yeah quality of I restaurant, get what you're saying, let's say. yeah yeah. So while you get a pizza uh, cheaper here in San Marino or in Italy, really yeah, because um, it's their cuisine. Yeah, getting a pizza in let's say Porto is going to be more expensive and not, not as good, good, not as good. Yeah, you know that Golly. for sure, right? Like right. we didn't have a bad pizza. No. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have a bad pizza yeah, between Italy and San Marino. Yeah, but San Marino, I mean, like, when you think about their food, I didn't notice anything that was completely typical to them. Did you? No. I think well, I researched a little bit, but it was all... We, we In researching, we saw that there was some stuff. Yeah. However, not really, right? It, it's also it's common in, in that Italy. part of... Yeah, yeah, in that region of Italy. Yeah, that's right? true. So, like they, Which makes sense, kind of, of course. blended. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean... You know, we've been eating a lot of a lot of Italian food, yeah. and at some point, uh, just like when you're living in Portugal, you you get a bit tired of it, and you want to try something different. So one night we we went to what was dubbed as like an American barbecue diner, place, barbecue, yeah, yeah, barbecue, barbecue place is yeah. a better better way to put it. Kind of funny. Yeah, 
So it, was, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it would be like kind of an average, slightly above average meal in the U.S. The good thing is the price. Like, yeah. I thought the price was very reasonable. I mean, we were paying. Especially for the quantity of food. I got those, yes. like, these tacos and it was so it was much food. Of food. Because I, I had my it's eye like on like a milkshake have... for dessert. And I was like, I can't do it. I could not do it. Yeah. It's yeah. like you guys have American portions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right? Yeah. Like we were stuffed. Yeah. But I, I, I'm trying to think about prices because it was a couple of days ago. And I want to say that at this place, it was between like 8 and 20 euros, depending on like how fancy, how bougie of a dish you got. Not that you really get bougie dishes at American restaurants. <laughs> But, yeah, I thought 8 to 20 is cheap compared to what prices are like in the States now. Yeah, definitely. Right? Uh-huh. Your tacos might have been, I don't know, 10 to 12. And you don't have to tip. Yep, there is that as well. Because the service is included. The cover charge, the co- cobert, coberto, coberto. I can't remember what the word in Italian is. Okay, so people, nice. Um Let's talk about, would you expat that? Yeah. All right. Is it that time? I think so. All right. Would you expat that, Kaylee? What's that mean, Josh? Well, it <laughs> means, uh, would you want to live there for, let's say, uh, a medium term, um, you know, minimum six months, but let's say a year, two years. Could you expat that? I would say no. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, shocker. Um, I mean, I could if I if a job took me there or something, right. but That's that would be... Would what, you expect that? Yeah, it okay. would. Yeah, would would be no. Uh, it's too small. Um, you know, the car culture, it's hilly. The, it, you know, it's, things are spread out. Uh, although they did have a, a decent amount of amenities. So, I mean, you could find different styles of cuisines. And so that wouldn't get boring. But, uh, you know, I like living in a city. I like not having a car and just being able to step outside my door and walk to a cafe and... Mm. Maybe t- take p- public transportation if I need to, to get somewhere. So I like more of the the buzz of a city, and this was a bit more. It felt like a like a U.S. town, kind of. You know, just uh, I think you were saying that you felt like you, you could see it was like a little place, like in Tennessee, just like a town in Tennessee, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up on the border of Virginia and Tennessee. Uh, shout out to Bristol, <laughs> and it felt like it, it felt like at times as we drive around that we were driving through spots of, you know, East Tennessee. The only differences would be... The signs were in Italian? <laughs> no, the roundabouts. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. Lots, that's of, true. lots of roundabouts, The roundabouts in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, yeah, I, get that. I think like the kind of the green rolling hills um, mixed with the fact that like you have these little towns that pop up with, you know, 5,000 people or what what actually seems like there's more people should be living there, right? Yeah, it looks like there it's should crazy. be. Yeah, like there's a lot of housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There um, is, so but, but yeah, I mean, like you can drive for, I don't know, five six miles, and hit another town, and then drive another five six seven miles and hit another town. Yeah, you're just driving through these little towns if you're taking kind of some of the back roads or even across the the interstate. I use that with air quotes. You can't see me right now, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, so would you expat that? No. No, no, I, you know, I think, and I'm trying to to put an answer out there that will help the listener, but I think that 
I wouldn't ask you to go to San Marino, like to, to divert plans and go to San Marino as a tourist. But I do think that if you're going to be in the northern part of Italy, if you're going to be in Bologna, uh, definitely if you're going to be in Rimini. Yeah, it's close. Go to San Marino. It is interesting. It will be another country that you can uh, scratch off on your little scratch off uh, maps of places <laughs> that you visited. Yeah. want to get one of those. What? We have an app. We have an app, you but, but I think to. I like the tactileness of like being able to scratch off a country. Yeah. You can't take that back once you scratch it off either. That's true. Um, I think you could probably deselect it on the app. But I would definitely recommend people to visit San Marino. It's interesting and it's neat. And it's another country that, yeah. that you, you know, another notch in the belt. Is that a bad term? No, but and it's not Italian though. You know, like it, it's its own country. No, 100%. It's so its that's what's nice is like it was yeah. different. They have their you own. You feel it was different. They have their own euro coin. So that right there says enough for me that they're their own country. Well, of course they're their own country. But I'm saying sometimes countries like that could feel like you practically you've crossed a border, but you're in the in like Italy or in the same country that you just crossed from. Well, and they have their own feel and their own vibe, I would say. I mean, are, are we talking like the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus? That is, feels very different as well, though, when you cross that border. But is it its own country? I think some view Debatable. It. I think, some, I think <laughs> Turkey views it as its own country, right? Yeah. Anyway. If, if you don't know what we're talking about there, you got to Google it. It's fascinating. Several years back, Cyprus. I think it was 2017, we went to Cyprus. And little did we know until we got there, really, that there was there there is this disputed territory in the north that is just above the capital of Cyprus, which is Nicosia, and it's it's recognized by a few countries as its own country. It's called the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, a mouthful of a name. But back to San Marino, uh, as far as living there, nah, it just it's too small. It's too small. It's too disconnected. I think. Yeah. Um, the car thing's one thing. Uh, the good thing, I will say that, the good thing is that you can get to Rimini, and if you can get to Rimini, you can get to their train station or their airport, and then you're off. True. But, but I could live there. I could live there, but I would not choose to live there. No. Fair enough. All right. So there it is. That is stop number five on our whistle stop tour of Northern Italy and San Marino. And we would love to invite you back to listen to uh, Ramini, our breakdown of Ramini. We'll be back there for a couple of days and talk to you about Ramini. And if you haven't heard the other episodes, go ahead and start with episode number one in this series, which is Turin. Yep. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Let's get moving. So, listener, we know that you are preparing to move to Portugal. We did everything ourselves for the D7 visa. So we have a DIY D7 course. We also have a DIY remote worker course now since they've split those up. And if you're already here, we have a living in Portugal course for you. Now, the difference between the D7 and the D8 or the digital nomad visa course that you could get is if you have active income, you should be getting the digital nomad or D8 course. If you have passive income you should be getting the D7 course. And we have a special promotion for anybody that is a listener of this podcast. If you type in podcast at checkout, you will get $15 off.
So these will just guide you through exactly what you need. They stay up to date as things change. And once you purchase it, it's yours for life. So if you're not ready to go now, you can still get it and take a look and you can use it later on. And Kaylee is a mad lady and she is always updating the course so that it doesn't fall out of date. Well, I have to because they're always changing things and so it has to stay up to date. That's facts. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Let's Move to Portugal. Contact info for all the services mentioned are in the show notes. If you like the show, please subscribe. If you love the show, please tell a friend, connect with us on our socials, and if you want to help us out, give us a review on your podcast player. Expats Everywhere Presents Let's Move to Portugal is produced by Time or Money Productions. Expats Everywhere researches our guests, and we do our best to provide factual and relevant information at the time of the recording. Despite our best efforts, we can make no guarantees as to the accuracy of what you've heard in this episode. We highly recommend that you do your own research and check your own facts. 